All right, so we have checked our levels. We have checked everything out. So we are ready. We are here. Here, Welcome to the Sacred Pathway Academy podcast with me, Allison Rozell. I am the hostess with the mostest for this here podcast. I am also the founder, CEO, headmistress, and just that all that chick for the Sacred Pathway Academy. And so we have, of course, our podcast that goes with the Academy. So you always kind of know the things that we're talking about, the things that we're working on at the Academy. Yeah, that's how that works. (laughs) So today I am so, so happy about this conversation. And I got to tell you all, I've I've said this at the beginning of every one of these episodes, I told you all that I was going to bring the magic with these this here podcast this season and today's no exception i have with me the lovely and beautiful julie staub hey julie hey girl allison so nice to be here thank you yes i am honored by you being here and of course i'm not prepared i thought i was but i'm not so let me go ahead and pull up your information because i want to tell everybody who you be who you are and so, un momento, por favor. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I have to tell you all, um, of course, this is yet another beautiful individual that I have um, run into, met on <laughs> Clubhouse. Yay, Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, this should come as no surprise. I think y'all are seeing a theme here with this season's podcast, but that's why I'm telling you, this is why these new apps that are coming up and especially something like Clubhouse is the place you want to go because look at the exciting people that you have met already just from me being on Clubhouse for you. So now you need to get on Clubhouse. I agree. um, Miss. Julie is a certified holistic wellness coach. So of course, me being a energy wellness coach mm-hmm. and her being a wellness coach. Yeah, we're good. She's the HSP lifestyle coach, HSP plus naturally gifted healer. Uh, she helps highly sensitive people clear blocks and obstacles that keep them from relief and ease by creating practical systems that honor their sensitive natures so they can rest and digest. She's also the founder of the Highly Sensitive People Club on Clubhouse, which is how I met her. So I'm going to have all of her wonderful information in the description, of course. So again, welcome, Julie. And uh, I want you to just tell us a little bit about yourself, more than what I just read. (laughs) Sure. Well, those are all the credentials, so I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I am... Wow, where do I start? So I became a certified holistic wellness coach back in 2006 when I lived in New York City. I was living there between 2002, about nine months after 9-11, and I left um, in October of 2008. So I had a really good run there. 
Um, I also really discovered uh, my deep passion for holistic health um, when I was living in New York City and I attended my school um, after a really bad breakup, I started working with a chakra massage healer, which I had not known existed, but she literally lived a block and a half away from me. And I just remember when I started working with her, she said, this isn't normal massage. And I was like, I kind of got that it wasn't. <laughs> and this um, was really kind of my first introduction to energy medicine, and I didn't really know what I was doing, but that led to uh, connecting with her, and she had a meditation circle, and then that led to meeting an intuitive coach, and in my meditation, I heard the word holistic coach or whatever it was, Googled it, went to the school. It all happened very quickly, so it was very much led by spirit. And um, just that time period, when I think back in my life, I was like, that's really what turned me or turned a, a corner in my life where I started my spiritual journey. I was really self-aware about being mindful and getting into practices that really took care of my soul, my body, and um, living in New York City is not an easy feat, and especially as a highly sensitive person, but I didn't learn um, that I was a highly sensitive person until I went to school. Well, I take that back. I'm sorry. I followed that intuition. I went to get certified as a holistic wellness coach. I was handed the book, The Highly Sensitive Person by mm -hmm. Elaine Aaron at school, um, but... I never opened it up. So I never really knew what that meant. I just thought sensitive, that's not me. <laughs> and I, I knew at the time I was very much a chameleon and I was, you know, really just adapting to a life that was what the general public is doing or the general status quo. But me as a sensitive person, it was always this internal struggle. So I went to school and it wasn't until much later in life that I basically came across um, the movie Sensitive. And that's really when I learned that I was a highly sensitive person and that was at age 43. And so through this journey of kind of self-awareness, spirituality, all these different things that I was taking care of myself, I'm a big advocate of food as medicine over pharmaceutical and you know, get to the root of the problem. How do we take care of our mind, body, spirit has always been an attractor for me. Um, I was actually coaching a friend to get back into coaching. Um, and that's when she presented the movie to me. And I was like, what? And that just woke me up to this, you know, what I hear a lot from HSPs is that we feel there is something wrong with us, that we're broken, there's something to fix. And when I discovered this trait, I finally had that light bulb moment where I was like, wow, there's nothing wrong with me. There isn't something I have to fix. This is just the way my nervous system is designed. This is the way my brain functions. And ever since that, I've been on this loving path of really creating a lifestyle that supports my innate biological trait. So 
long-winded question, of course, I'm the same as you, no. but that's really my journey that has been, um, landed me right here where I'm at now. And I mean, my whole life revolves around understanding this trait, advocating for this trait. I care deeply about different lifestyle choices that I can help other people support their nervous system, take care of their needs. Because again, we're not given permission to take care of our needs first. And as deep feelers, we're always feeling the energy in the other, in the room or with other people. And so we're a lot of times HSPs get stuck in a cycle of serving others and not taking care of themselves. So I'm on this radical path of trying to do both, take care of my needs, <laughs> help other people take care of their needs and really just um, honor the slowness, you know, slow is better. Slow is better for HSPs, but they say what's good for HSPs is good for everyone else. Yeah. So I think we are the change makers that will help get these systems that are super dysfunctional for HSPs and really dysfunctional for a lot of other people and make them better. I think HSPs can change the world. And yeah. that's what I'm holding on to. That's what motivates me. That's what moves me. That's what keeps me doing this clubhouse room. Because every time I hear someone walk in and say, oh, I can be sensitive and this is a superpower, it just <laughs> changes my life. So that's yeah. a little bit of where I'm at with my journey. Beautiful, beautiful. And I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that you did share that part of your life because, you know, part of this uh, walk, if you will, and, and the ministries that we have as coaches, as healers, as light workers, as change makers, and everything that we do, we also have to show this is our story. This is how we got to this point. You know, we didn't just magically wake up and say, oh, yeah, so I want to do something that, you know, a lot of people don't understand and then, you know, go from there <laughs> yeah. and try to help people understand it. Sure. Yeah, let's do that. No, we well, I think our mission it. finds us, right? Yes. I mean, yes. and that's what I feel. I don't, I feel a tug with this work that is undescribable. I can't you know, I get, to, I feel so lucky every day to wake up and do two of my biggest passions. One is talking about HSPs and coaching HSPs and holding space for HS, HSPs. And also I am a portrait photographer and this is mm -hmm. my portrait season. It's very short, but I, I just, I, especially after this pandemic, I am just, okay, this is the work I need to do. I have to have faith and trust that when my heart is aligned with this work, it'll work itself out. That's kind of my MO, but I am not any longer on any sort of crutch jobs so that I can fully immerse myself in this work. Same. And I'll, spirit will figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll, it, it will all come together. All things work together for our good. So one thing I want to do is Tell everyone what is a highly sensitive person, also known as HSP. Yes. So highly sensitive person is a uh, term coined by Elaine Aaron, and she wrote a book about it, uh, The Highly Sensitive Person. 
um, in the mid 90s. Um, it did exist as a trait, but <clears throat> the way that it was described was very derogatory. Um, it wasn't words that sensitive people would appreciate. So that's why she felt the, the need to coin uh, the highly sensitive person. And so she did a lot of research that led her to a long list, um, which you can take as a self-test that would help identify what an HSP is. And um, the science term for it is sensory processing sensitivity. And if you think about that, it sounds a lot different than highly sensitive person because it speaks more to how we process through our nervous system. So this isn't about feelings and emotions. I kind of put that on the empath side of things. Mm -hmm. But as a highly sensitive person, you're not always an empath and an empath isn't always an HSP. Yeah. Um, I know there's different viewpoints on that, but I definitely know that not all HSPs are empaths. Mm -hmm. So what HSPs are constantly absorbing and feeling and connecting with their environment through their nervous system and all of their senses. So um, if you go through the acronym DOES, which is what Elaine Aaron created to describe the different characteristics of the trait, D stands for deep processing. So HSPs are gonna process everything, whether we like it or not. So it's subconscious or conscious. So this isn't anything we can control. And that's another myth, I think, for HSPs that this, it's like a switch we can turn on or off. That's not the case. And if you think about how much of the brain is controlled by the subconscious, you know, we're only really aware of such a little part of that. And so we are deeply processing our environment. We're deeply processing information that comes our way, which just means we're looking at information we receive and then we're listening to that information, we're replaying that information, we're processing it in a way that is way more multidimensional than someone else, well, I should say 80% of the population. So that's D, deeply processing information. The O is overstimulation or overwhelm. I always get the two mixed up, but the idea is we easily overwhelm. So if we're taking information in, in a deep way, we are going to tire faster, emotionally, intellectually, our energy is gonna be depleted because we're constantly taking in information. This is why I'm a huge advocate of slowing down. We need to give ourselves space yes. um, to allow our nervous system to regulate, to calm down our nervous system. So that's why alone time, quiet time, um, spending time doing activities that allow us to process our internal thoughts and feelings. All of that is necessary for HSPs because of the way our nervous system is designed. Um, and I love the fact that Elaine brings up, if we weren't meant to have HSPs, we would have evolved out of the trait. So that's another huge key. And honestly, mm. there is more research showing that there's 30% of the population versus 20, which is the earlier research is HSP. Mm. So I think there's even more sensitive people being born, which will skew that, that percentage. 
And then the E in does is empathy and emotional reactivity. So again, a lot of people assume that HSPs are emotional wrecks and that is not at all the case because we react to the positive just as much as the negative. Yes. So if we see something beautiful or kindness between two people, that is going to touch us in such an immense way, in such a deep way yeah. that just like if we were to see violence or cruelty, cruelty or anything, we would be deeply reacting to that. Yeah. And then, and that brings up the, the empathy part because we deeply feel what others are feeling, animals or trees or just the environment. Yeah. We are going to want to, you know, we care more about that. We care more about the, the benefit of others that other people are feeling comfortable. Yeah. And so that just, again, is another beautiful talent that we have that we can offer in different organizations, jobs. Um, it's just a wonderful skill to have. Um, we need more empathy in this world. So I think that's why that is such an important part. And S is noticing the subtle subtleties. So HSPs are going to walk in a room and notice things that 80% of the population does not. Yes. We are going to notice, <laughs> we are going to notice if it's a little chilly, we're going to react. It's kind of like this finely tuned nervous system is saying it's time to make a change. And that information comes to us faster. We yes. also notice, like I can walk into a room and notice something has been removed, or I can notice um, some sound that is maybe something I need to pay attention to because it needs my attention. A lot of people would just block that out. Yeah. They don't have that awareness. So that's another reason why you kind of go back to deeply processing and overwhelm is that we are just taking in all of that information on a deeper way and we're doing it more often, which just can be very overstimulating. So that's why our environments need to be to our best ability, organized, clean, efficient, have systems in place, um, just to not derail our energy and to really take that time to center and ground ourselves. That is so key. And take those quiet moments to just reset and regulate the nervous system. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love how you took the time to break that down um, in that way. Because in every one of those parts of the acronym, I kept saying, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's me, yeah, yeah. And it's so true. It's, it's like the environment. As soon as I go into a room, if I go to someone's house, if I go into an event, if I go into anywhere where people are, there, I can notice something that a lot of people are not going to notice, whether it's a smell, it's a sound, and it could be a sound that's really not a loud sound, but it's right. like it's uh, playing in the background. And I'll be like, do you not hear that? Is it that not, crazy. is yeah. it not making you like driving you crazy? Cause it's driving yeah. me crazy. Like, right why are you not hearing that or mm -hmm. seeing that or smelling that? Why, why? And, you know, it drives me absolutely crazy. And I'm like, 
I want to shut it off so bad sometimes. I hear you. I hear you. <sighs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I really, really appreciate you breaking that down because I feel like, you know, what you were saying, there actually are a lot more HSPs than we know it because they don't know that that's what they are. Exactly. And unfortunately, a lot of people who aren't HSPs, they don't understand it either. Right. And so they're labeling HSPs as, you know, oh, you're, you're a worry ward. Oh, you're overthinking. Oh, you, oh, yes. you know, are, you know, um, just being difficult or you're, you're whatever. And it's like, no, it's, I'm, I'm analyzing and I can't stop that it's like I'm I'm thinking of something on a level that you know unfortunately you're not but I am but if you let me be me you can see that that can be an asset to you exactly. to have me around <laughs> I agree I yeah. totally agree yes that is something too that um you have to recognize that HSPs are on their own journey I think you know, I didn't learn until I was 43. So I had done a lot of different spiritual growth, holistic healing, a lot of different avenues to kind of figure myself out. I can't believe it took me this long to open up that book or to just know about the trait, but it's fine because now, now that I know that's where I go, I, I focus my energy that way. And I, you know, I can say that, you know, my boundaries have improved. Um, I advocate for myself. I don't care if they don't know what highly sensitive person means, but I tell every doctor, every, you know, person that is kind of looking at me weird or like, you know, just doesn't really get my process. Um, I say it. I even told my landlord the other day. And of course she doesn't really get what it is because she thought that I would commiserate with a fellow neighbor and I'm like, that's exactly what I don't want to do. I don't right, want people right. to think that this is something I need to fix. Like in her eyes, I was being dramatic or I was being passive aggressive, but really I'm just taking in information all along the way. And I'm going to change that dial. I'm going to, you know, I'm a yes might be yes now. And in the future, it might be a no. And it's based on my energy. It's based on what I did the day before, you know, and there's only so much my nervous system can handle. So I just advocate for my nervous system more than anything else. And if people don't get it, that's okay. If they're curious and they want to hear more, I'll share. But really my, my focus and goal right now is getting HSPs on the journey of empowerment. Yeah. We need our HSPs empowered. I don't want to see an HSP not sharing their gifts or talents because they're afraid to use their voice or they're afraid to step out their front door. So, I mean, we're not all introverts, 30% are extroverts. I consider myself an ambivert because I do thrive in both, you know, external and internal, but yeah. I do, <clears throat> I do need the circumstance to be the right thing, a small gathering or one-on-one -on -one or a quiet environment. That's really where I'm going to show up as myself. If I'm in an environment that doesn't work for me, I'll probably leave Yeah, because that's just not going to work for me. And that's okay. That self-acceptance of what works for you, what are your max caps? Like that is really important um, along that self-awareness journey. And I think that's why 
HSPs go through that, you know, hey, I just learned about the trait or don't really do anything about it. And then mm-hmm. maybe some others find the trait and they just do a deep dive and that's all they can think about. It's just, we're all at different stages. And so I'm always happy to help elevate HSP voices and get others to see what's possible for our trait, because I can imagine a lot of HSPs don't imagine a lot for themselves in senses of, I can't cope with the world. I can't be in the world because it is so uncomfortable, but let's like, put those things in place, those rest guidelines, that alone time, that time off, like really build in that self-care. You can do more. We can do hard things as Glennon Doyle would say. So I think that's what really excites me about HSPs is that it's not about knowing that this trait can have its challenges, but what are those challenges how do we move past them and become this empowered soul that is out there doing things that we need done in a, 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 through empathy, through sensitivity? So that's really important. Yeah. And not even just the things that we need done, but things that are fun, being able to be part of, of living your life and being able yes. to live your life in a fulfilled way where you can enjoy yourself and know that, yes, I have this trait about myself, but that trait is not going to define me. It's not going to stop me. It's not going to hinder me. It's not a hindrance. You know, we can look at it as what it is. It's actually a gift, but it's knowing how to navigate those waters and being able to use our tools you know, some of the tools that I've talked about with you before, I use my essential oils. I, you know, since, you know, smell is my thing, aromatherapy helps me much. It really does. Um, I actually, you know, have just really understood now that when things smell good, when I smell clean or smell something that's warm and, and comforting, those things calm me down and make me feel better in my body. And I I come down and I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And that's where I start to come into myself. And so, you know, understanding this journey as an HSP is that's why it's so, you know, awesome that there are people like you out there, you know, shining a light and saying, Hey, over here, it's fine. I want you to know that you are just fine the way you are. And let me show you a way that you can navigate these waters and be yes. able to live your life, uh, live your best life, like uh, Auntie O says. <laughs> and to do it at your own pace. Yes. You know, because I think that is probably the biggest challenge for me as someone who has many interests. I am, I've been self-employed the majority of, you know, the last 20 years, there's so many things that I want to do. And it's really hard as someone who's taking in so much information, you know, I would just love a vacation where I would just read and process information. That's exciting to me in a nature setting, of course, like a log cabin in the woods, take breaks out in nature, but I mean, I just yearn for those times to be by myself 
yes. and to just enjoy my own company, enjoy the information that pleases me, and then surround my senses with beautiful things. Like you mentioned, different smells that just bring us home or, you know, an environment that's very cozy, a fireplace, you know, there's just so many things that are calming and soothing for us. And it's just a different level of self-care. It's not bubble baths and getting your manicure. It's very much um, taking the time to be loving and kind to yourself, Yeah. but on just a very intense level. It's just, it's required. It's like, I mean, I've even heard psychotherapists describe it as it's a medical condition in the sense that if we don't take care of ourselves that way, we will end up with severe anxiety, depression, um, different chronic health issues, chronic pain issues. I mean, that's what's been challenging for me as a highly sensitive person. And now knowing that I can go into these arenas to take care of myself and advocate for myself, like, no, you have to understand how my brain and my nervous system works and that's creating different challenges to, you know, potentially healing because I'm constantly dealing with stress. Yeah. I'm constantly having to filter that out. I'm constantly having to come up with resources and different ways to set myself up so that I can nurture my nervous system. And that, you know, that pulls you out of the game that pulls you out of the world at times. And that is a huge challenge. Bless you. Thank you. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because one thing that I don't like also is sometimes people will, will view a highly sensitive person as maybe their high maintenance because they want to have that time by themselves or you're being antisocial or any other foolery that can come <laughs> up out of people's mouths so you know I want to I want to make sure that my listeners are understanding that if you feel like you are an HSP Julie did mention there's a test um, yes. that you can take to give you a little bit more insight but you know if you're anything like me once you hear people describing it and talking about it that's when I'm like Okay, yeah, that there, there you go. <laughs> now I know. Yeah, so I would encourage people to, if you're feeling like you are a highly sensitive person, chances are you are a highly sensitive person, and it's okay that you are. Um, but I want to talk about the wonderful, wonderful space that you create for highly sensitive people on Clubhouse because. It, for me, um, when I first went into the room and I heard you all talking and, and he heard the, the moderators that were up there with you and you talking about it, um, because it really was not that long ago when I actually came upon that article that was talking about highly sensitive people in the Black community. Right. And that's how I was like, okay that's interesting and then to find your room on clubhouse was even more affirming to me so how did you get to the point to decide you know what there's a lot of things that I probably could do on this app but this right here this is what I want to do 
Oh gosh, this is a great story. So I, this is, I have to give a little bit of a backstory. I'll try to be as concise as possible, but um, in March of 2020, when everything shut down, um, all of the things I did shut down with it. And I actually didn't do anything for six months. Mm. And that was really interesting. Um, one, it was great to not have to leave the house, put on a bra, put on makeup, do any of that. (laughs) (laughs) And, but you know, we're on the edge of our seat. Like what's next? What now? I mean, it was insane. 2020 effort, a deep feeler was insane. Yes. Um, Not just because of the pandemic, but because, I mean, the year started out with Australia on fire and then seeing all those images to going, I mean, it just, it didn't stop. BLM, everything, just it, everything was intense. Yeah. And so it was difficult for me to do anything related to my business. And actually right before the pandemic, I started speaking to a school where I was a substitute teacher and I was like, I need to talk to parents about highly sensitive people. And I was getting on their schedule and then school shut down. It Mm -hmm. literally just happened like that. So um, it wasn't until September of last year that I kind of was like, okay, I've got to make this online business work because who knows what's going to happen? Are we going to be in person? You know, because that just might not be accessible. So I took um, a course about making an online course. And through that, I met some people who were willing to be my accountability partners. And we would meet once a week. And I remember in this private Facebook group with all these people taking the course, people kept talking about this new app called Clubhouse. Mm. And they were like, I need an invite. And I was like, if you need an invite, that's not something I want to be a part of. That seemed snobbery, you know? Right. But I took the bait. I ended up getting in literally January 1st of 2021. Mm. And at the time, because I wanted to make a course for highly sensitive people, I knew as soon as I started dipping in the waters of Clubhouse that I had to create a club that was called highly sensitive people. And the reason I felt that was like, if you did know of the term, that's how you would find us. Because back Mm. in the old days, a clubhouse, there was no search feature. I mean, you could search the term and it would show if if you had it in your profile, but unless you had a club, you couldn't really find that term. And it was a long time to wait for the club. Once I got the club, It was just like a ripple effect. It was just like, okay, so I'm having conversations. Whitney was this person that I had met through this course creating course. And um, she really dipped in with me and she started holding space for me. And we were like, we don't know what this is. This is so experimental. Mm -hmm. Um, And we really just treated it as this is experimental. We're just figuring it out. We're just, you know, we just, we're going to talk about highly sensitive people. And I remember back in the day we had clubhouse rooms, there'd be like two people who would show up and we would still have these rich, of course, deep dive conversations. Cause that's the nature of who we are. Right. And so it just grew and evolved from that. But what I remember is so many people liking the club that I would never connect with necessarily in a room, but the fact that that title was gravitating to people. 
it just was so comforting because I didn't know what that term was. And a lot of HSPs, like you said, have never heard of the term, even though they know that they are deep feelers, you know, they're very sensitive. They don't know that there is a term for that or that this is an innate biological trait. And so a lot of the rooms that I did in the beginning were really just educating people about the mm. basics. And then as it evolved, I had a challenging physical situation come up in June and I was literally feeling so crippled. I had arthritis in my lower spine. Um, I had been digging into this prior to the pandemic, but then when the pandemic happened, it wasn't like I was going to doctor appointments. Right. So my back thing was kind of this issue that lingered, but it just, I went into a really bad state for the month of June and I wasn't motivated to do clubhouse rooms. Mm -hmm. I was doing the inner work. I was feeling the spiritual tug. And honestly, it was that moment that kind of shifted the way that I do clubhouse. And I was like, one, I want to show up in a more spiritual way. I want to be doing rooms that are more uh, for the HSP that's a further on their journey, not just learning about the trait, but how do you manage the trait? How do you um, find spirituality to be something that supports your journey as a highly sensitive person? You know, so all of these things became more important. That's when the kind of mod squad came together and I was doing rooms with you and all these different topics that were more relevant to where I was at versus where maybe the beginner was. So that's kind of the the energy and the shift and the growth of this club. And now with it being the end of the year, which is extremely intense for us HSPs, um, I wanted to focus more on sharing the people that I had connected with, like you, and really uh, generate this idea that I had back in January, which is I love the idea of being the Oprah of HSPs where I get to interview different people so that I can educate others who are listening about that individual because one, HSPs are incredible. And two, I wanted that to be a viable resource if someone needed to connect with that HSP. And just to also hone in on those healing practices that are so helpful for us because What I was hearing and the feedback I was getting from people who were in rooms was people were struggling. People were going through life transitions. People were going back to school and all these different things that were very depleting. And I wanted to create a room that wasn't just talking about healing, but really lifting each other up and filling our tanks and walking away from that room feeling better than when we entered. So that's kind of where this Elevate HSP Voices came from. And um, I'm doing that on a regular regular weekly basis, but I am trying to put some more lifestyle healing modality rooms. I know uh, I want to do one on the subconscious mind with Rachel. There's so many things that I can just chew on in Clubhouse because it is a talking app. I don't have to look pretty. I don't have to have a nice background. I can just talk about what things are that are important to me and what I'm passionate about. And I think that's why the app is so great for HSPs because it allows us to get intimate really quickly. It allows us to be authentic and to really not have to be overwhelmed or overstimulated by 
you know, this computer or our environment, or, you know, we can really, like when I talk on the app, I talk to my phone, I'm not even looking at it. That's even overstimulating to look at the little profile bubbles. Like I just want to, you know, connect. And so that's kind of what it's been for me. But yeah, long winded story again. <laughs> no, no, it's good information because, you know, sometimes when you, when you're on an app like Clubhouse and you see these different clubs, you don't always get to get the backstory as to why that club is there. You know, what is the point of it? And, you know, especially when it does cater to such an important topic like HSPs, you know, and plus I wanted you to talk about it because hopefully people listening to this will join in yes. your conversations because yes. they they have really helped me you know like um i i know there have been times where you know especially when i first joined uh the mod squad if you will <laughs> um i know there were times where i would be having just like really a day where maybe i was just like struggling and then you know we have our room and I just felt better because yeah. I'm with people who, who understand this, you know, who know what it's like to be like information overload. And I just <laughs> wanted to all just like stop for just a moment and to be able to shut off and yeah. be quiet and be by myself and, and not be judged for needing that, you oh, know, yeah. that is what is so important and why I am just truly like honored and, and just grateful that we came, that I came into that room that first time and connected with you because it's something I, I just, I needed that. I needed that. And it's, there's not a lot of it. And so I love that you have that space and myself as an HSP, thanks you for mm -hmm heeding that call and doing that because it has helped me a lot. So, yeah. Well, I'm honored that you feel that way. And honestly, I have to say the people that I've met through Clubhouse, because I was putting my true authentic self out there, I feel that I have attracted people who are doing the same, who honor their own authentic self. Yeah. And I, I am like pinching myself because I really cut myself off um, through the pandemic. Like I really haven't even taken the time to really reconnect with people in my local area. But I think the reason that that's stalled is because I'm so fulfilled by the people I've met in the HSP club. And I mean, through a lot of difficult times, I mean, I've been running this room every single Thursday since mid January. So that's mm -hmm. 10 months. And there were times when I've had to lean on others and say, hey, can you facilitate this room today because I didn't get sleep last night and I'm just a bit groggy. And people were like willing to show up. I mean, it just blows my mind away. So honestly, the relationships that I built in Clubhouse have saved me, you know, have helped me become a better HSP because again, when I can see who you are and that's reflected in me, then it just gives me that confidence to keep going with these lifestyle choices and these practices that 
are nurturing this part of myself. And I just, I just feel so honored that, you know, you were able to come into the room and we were able to connect on the way that we did so quickly. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, everything has happened in that club so authentically and organically that I, I would never have predicted or decided that this was how I was going to come back into the world, mm. really from that shutdown place during the pandemic to, you know, openly talking about this trait. And then also, you know, developing these relationships that I would never have the ability to do if it wasn't for this global app. I mean, right. international relationships, you know? Yeah. Um, so that just, again, blows my mind away. And that's why I'm a huge advocate for the app because whatever you're passionate about, whatever you want to talk about, there are other people in the world that want to do the same. Yeah. And so that's why it's such a great connector and connector in an authentic way, because you're obviously going to show up as yourself when you don't have to think about all those things. It's just all audio. So that's the exciting part of this club. And it just, it keeps getting better and better. And these relationships that I've developed, you know, I have had just, you know, different moments through the course of this year where it's like, wow, I'm so glad that I had the strength of my HSP friends. It's so validating and important. Yeah, truly, truly. Yeah. And, and I, I echo that. It's, it's amazing how this one app and, you know, no, we're not getting paid by Clubhouse. We're not doing a commercial for it. But, you know, it's one of those things where <clears throat> to me, if it's something good, I'm going to tell you about it. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's, it is a great way to put yourself out there without having to get dolled up and, yep. you know, go on like on Instagram or Facebook. If you do a live, well, you know, you, they're going to see you, Yeah, you know, and <laughs> well, and that's some part people, of the overstimulation, right? Exactly. For highly sensitive people, I don't want to have to pay attention to that for me to just speak about something that I care about. Right. So, yeah. Right. Now, for me, though, that is something that I've never really had a problem with because I've always been this out, out person of uh, just, you know, I think that's the Leo trait that, you I'm know, Leo. yeah, I know <laughs> I'm, I'm the Leo that's like, you know, you can look at me. That's fine. Just don't get too close. Cause I don't want to feel all what you got going on, <laughs> but yeah. And I just think that it's just great to have these abilities to have these, this technology that, I mean, I'm in my forties, you know, so, you know, I'm 46. If you had told me even like six years ago, yeah, we would be able to have something like this where we could have these uh, just really deep conversations and, and talk about these things with people all over the world at the same time. Yeah, I would have been like, yeah, right. That ain't happening. <laughs> but here we are. So, yes. Julie, I want to um, give you. <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know why I have this tickle. Um, give you the opportunity to tell people how to connect with you and um, 
if you have any like particular offerings that you have going on right now, you can talk about that as well. Yes. So, um, well, there's the clubhouse room that we mentioned, which again, I just highly encourage anyone that thinks you're an HSP or knows you're an HSP to just show up. I have had so many HSPs say, I have rearranged my schedule to be there. That's how important it is to other HSPs. So I just want to get that message out there and it's free. It's free. You can, you can just show up. Um, <clears throat> And then if people go to my website, um, currently right now I'm offering an HSP lifestyle strategy session, which is kind of a one-off, one-on-one coaching. Um, and it has its own little uh, strategy of what it will help you do is basically get more connected to the rest guidelines that Elaine Aaron suggests, because I think a lot of us have to shift a mindset around what's possible for slowing yeah. down and taking that alone time. I feel very fortunate as someone that doesn't have kids. I don't have pets. So I, I really have practiced what that looks like for me. And so whatever I've learned, I always like to share with others. So that is a, a one-off. And then I'm really excited in 2022, in January, I will be launching a group coaching slash membership. I haven't really worked out all the details as far as um, the tiers of offering, but I have been called to coach HSPs for years now, and it is taking me this long. And so if you're an HSP, um, be graceful with yourself because it just takes us a long time to get to where we need to go. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really excited to launch that and I will definitely be doing Black Friday sales, early bird stuff. So that's coming up. And the best way to stay connected to those offers is to get on my email list. And I send out a weekly email. Usually it lands every Friday and um, the feedback I've gotten on that is that it's super informative. I come from an educator background, so it's not so much about me talking about my personal experience as much as bringing Elaine Aaron's research to light. Um, I, I share different experiences that I, you know, how I integrate, you know, those kind of things that she suggests, but really it's, it's like, an educational course a lot of the times. I feel like I over-deliver in that arena. And so I'm really excited to pour that into um, the group coaching because I can go, of course, much deeper than just a weekly email. But if you get on the email list, I'm, I'm offering my subscribers those early bird discounts that other people won't get. So I just highly recommend um, getting on the newsletter and you definitely will get a lot of information about what it's like to be an HSP, different resources. I'm an information sponge. So I spend a lot of time on YouTube. I spend a lot of time with audiobooks, podcasts. So I'm always just a resource for this trait. So if you want to learn more about this trait, definitely sign up. And then I do have three different freebies, I think, on my website. So if you just go to my website, you'll see all the free offerings. You can download a mental health guide. I have a HSP resource guide. If you're a beginner and you just kind of want to 
better explain what the trade is to someone that's not an HSP, that's a really good place to start. If you want some information on just mental health resources and how our brain is different, how to find a therapist, the mental health one is really good. And then I created a um, calendar checklist. I hate the name of this freebie, but I've got, I'm going to revamp it for 2022. So that will be coming out. And it's essentially um, a calendar checklist that allows you to think about different events and um, universal events that happen during the year that sensitive people are going to be more impacted by. So yeah. the new moon, full moon, Mercury retrograde, um, summer solstice, time change, all of these are noted so that you can get in your calendar for 2022 and then just mark those things off so that you can be aware when you're scheduling and planning ahead that those universal events or you know events may impact your energy. And so mm -hmm. to be mindful of that so that you're not depleting your batteries so quickly yeah. um, and you're planning ahead to take care of yourself that way. So beautiful. that's everything I have to offer. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Yes. I'm going to have all of Julie's information in the description. So that way you can connect with her, go to her website, get her freebies, See if it resonates with you when she launches her course, her uh, her membership, and all the great things that she has. See if it resonates with you and, and sign up for it. So, um, Julie, I thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come and speak with us. I really enjoyed our conversation, as I always do. So, um, My pleasure. I, just, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, it was great. And I I, I'm looking forward to us doing more in the HSP room. Yes. I'm down for the mod squad. So, <laughs> all right. So thank you all for joining us today here on the Sacred Pathway Academy podcast with me, Allison Rizel, and our special guest, Julie Staub. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Make sure that you, on whatever platform you are listening to or watching this, you like, subscribe. Uh, what is it? Follow all those sure. other things that you have to do to in order to stay connected with the podcast. Do it and share. Share with a yeah. friend because sharing is caring, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all again, and I will see you next time on the Sacred Pathway Academy podcast. Bye for now.